Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Well, the Pelicans lose in double overtime, and today we introduce two new Saints here on the Black and Blue Report. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Welcome in to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, and greetings today from Studio B on Airline Drive in Metairie, Louisiana. Yep, yesterday was a tough one for the Pelicans. A uh, double overtime loss of the Denver Nuggets, 118 to 111, and that saw the Pelicans fall from eighth to ninth place in the Western Conference. Kind of a bad loss for the Pelicans against a sub-500 team. Although a team, though, that's now six and two under the new head coach, Melvin Hunt. Nonetheless, uh, you had a double-digit lead in the second half and were unable to hold it by the end of regulation and then matched the Nuggets, obviously, in the first overtime, but fell 9-2 in the second overtime and lose overall 118-111. We'll hear from head coach Monty Williams here in just a moment. Anthony Davis in the loss did have a bit of a historic night. We'll hear from Anthony and break down those numbers for you on today's show. And then John DeShazer jumps in and introduces us to two of the newest Saints. Boy, it was a busy week last week, wasn't it? We welcome in today running back C.J. Spiller and cornerback Brandon Browner. And J.D. will with both guys and get to know them a little bit better with us here on today's podcast. So with that being said, we got to jump into that Pelicans game last night. Turnovers were certainly a problem, and before Coach Williams speaks to those, we'll say this, in the two overtimes and the regulation, the Pelicans uh, piled up 19 turnovers last night, which Denver turned into 27 different points, and Denver was clutched down the stretch, outscoring the Pelicans in the second overtime, as you mentioned, Nine to two, only one field goal made that was done or scored by other by Tyreek Evans. So not the way you wanted to come home and start this two-game homestand. And certainly with uh, three winning teams now on the horizon, uh, yesterday would have been a good one to get. Head coach Monty Williams now with us after the ball game last night on the Pelicans Radio Network. We'll listen in now to the full interview with Coach. Tough loss. Um, felt like we had the game in our hands and we gave up a three. Three-point game, eight seconds. Their ball gave up that three. A lot of plays like that tonight, that, uh, where momentum shifts. But I, I thought the 19 turnovers really hurt us you know, against the team that likes to run. We gave turnovers for 27 points. And that right there, we kind of sum up the game. And 
in the second quarter and fourth quarter, the defense was not good. 29 points and 30, 30 points. I thought we we had fight in us tonight, but we didn't have our same level of juice. And for whatever reason, we missed a lot of threes. Six for 22 from the three-point line. So there's a lot of things to look at. Uh, certainly a growth moment for us. Uh, I didn't think our mentality was where it needed to be. It was a three-point deficit, and, and to me, we didn't have that, hey, we're okay, we're at home, we get our fans on our side with a couple of plays, we'll be okay. But we got a little down on ourselves tonight. As you mentioned, there are dozens of moments to look at. Late fourth and late first overtime, you had a foul to give. Is that a tough team to use that situation? Yeah, we talked about it in the huddle. Uh, tough thing about Jameer and Lawson, especially Jameer, you run at those guys. Sometimes those guys will see that play coming. And our guys knew it, but we only wanted to do it if the guy was going away from the basket. So that, that was a tough call, but we knew we had a foul to give. Did the guys get a little gassed in the double overtime? Game? I thought a little bit. Some of the shots were short, and uh, we took we don't we won't go six for twenty two from three. Uh, a lot of our shots were front rim as the game wore on, and we stopped taking it to the basket. About the, the time Eric did take it to the basket and hit that left hand floater, those were the kinds of plays we needed to make. But look, our guys have made shots all year long, so I'm not going to second guess that. And with the loss, the Pelicans now fall to thirty six and thirty. We'll take on Milwaukee. Tomorrow, We'll keep a keen eye on the scoreboard tonight. There's a big game involving Oklahoma City and Dallas. I'd say that you like either results. Uh, Dallas may fall a game, but probably you're rooting for Dallas uh, to win, and that would uh, take the uh, Thunder and back down a notch. And they've got another tough one coming up later this week against Atlanta. So choose, uh, choose your poison there if you like, and uh, keep an eye on the scoreboard tonight. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look at Anthony Davis's big night last night albeit in a loss. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight this Tuesday, March 17th at 7, when the Milwaukee Bucks come to town. Turn the Smoothie King Center green for St. Patrick's Day with the first 5,000 fans in attendance receiving a free Pelicans koozie. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets are limited and start as low as $10. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans! Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer is soon to come with C.J. Spiller and Brandon Browner. A little bit more now about the Pelicans ball game yesterday at Smoothie King Center. I know it was a loss, but you cannot turn your head away from what Anthony Davis did in the, uh, in the ball game. He played nearly 50 minutes yesterday, went 16 of 28 from the field for a game-high 36 points. He also picked up yet another double-double with 14 rebounds, 12 of which came on the defensive glass. Seven assists. He also had a steal. 
and he matched his career high with nine block shots, nine block shots. According to the Pelicans and Elias, uh, he became the first player since blocks started being recorded a long time ago uh, to have at least 36 points, 14 rebounds, and nine blocks, seven assists in an NBA game. That goes back at least 30 seasons. He also became just the second player in NBA history to score more than 30 points, grab more than 10 rebounds, block eight or more shots, and record seven or more assists. David Robinson did it twice, but otherwise the list is rather short, shall we say, and Davis is amongst the best in that category once again. With all that being said, it would have been nice to celebrate those numbers with a win last night. Anthony Davis in the locker room with the media was more focused on the team's loss. They hit some tough shots in regulation, you know, and in that first overtime. You know, um, like I said, that second overtime, shots went falling. You know, our shots went in and out. Shots that you know, we normally make, you know, didn't go in. And, you know, it's tough. You, know, you play that hard. Um, you know, play that well, and you, know, you come up short. You, were you gassed there in the last overtime? You know, I wasn't tired. Um, you know, I don't buy into being tired. So I had to train myself for them situations. And, um, you know, I think we just, you know, the shots wasn't short. You know, I'm not sure we were just in and out. You know, um, so we got to look, we just didn't connect. What's the big pitch you not to have, even though it's double overtime, not to have a loss like this Lincoln when you got 16? We had 19 turnovers, you know, so that kind of, you know, fueled a team like that who wants to get in transition and run. So um, that kind of hurt us. Um, you know, we had some miscommunication towards the end um, and throughout the game, and it kind of, kind of, you know, got back and uh, you know, hurt us at the end. They, they scored 64 points in the paint. Is it? Does that kind of wear on y'all after a while? Get frustrating? No, I mean, you know, we don't want teams to shorten our paint, you know. But at the same time, we can't, you know, be mad that they did. We got to take the ball out and push it up the floor. You know, we can't sit there and try to figure out who did what, you know, how did they get in that paint. You got to get the ball out and try to uh, go out and try to score again. You continue your recent run lately with uh, raising the assist numbers, got your career high tonight. What do you think you've just been doing, moving the ball more? Is it just something the offense been running through you more for your assist numbers to be as up as much there? Um, we just realized what team trying to do. They're trying to take me out. So when I catch the ball in certain areas, you know, I'm trying to look for my teammates, um, knowing that they're going to be open having the confidence in they're going to make the shot. So um, when I catch the ball at the top of the key area, knowing that that weak side defender is going to try to help and try to swing it to that guy in the corner, you know, I hope we can make a shot. What, what different did, did you expect them to, to push it as much as they pushed it, try to push the pace and then look like they take the long take the attempt shot? Right no, that's, I mean, that's who the different numbers are. You know, the team has to get out, you know, and you know, have that, that high level pace. Davis and the Pelicans back to work tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. They'll take on Milwaukee for the second time in just over a week. It'll be the final meeting between the two. New Orleans won the first meeting of the season 
last Monday at Milwaukee. 7 o'clock tip-off. It's yours on the Pelicans Radio Network and on Fox Sports New Orleans tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, John DeShazer joins the Black and Blue Report, and he'll visit with Brandon Browner first, the cornerback newly acquired by the Saints. And then after another break, he'll check in with running back C.J. Spiller. Stay with us. Once again, you stayed longer and spent more money gambling than you planned. You told yourself it would never happen again, but it has. Now you have to tell your family you lost money gambling. If you or a family member has a gambling problem, treatment services are available for Louisiana residents at no cost. Call now. It's free and confidential. 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-STOP. A message from the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals Office of Behavioral Health. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're here with Saints cornerback Brandon Browner, a new addition. And, Brandon, we're going to get right to the good stuff here. Um, Should we start sizing up for Super Bowl rings right now because you're the guy who seems to uh, be where the ring is right now? Oh, no, I'm not one for making any predictions, (laughs) you know. But I can't say we got a shot, you know, if we go – you know, put the work in, you know, of course. Now, what what made the Saints your decision, Brandon? Obviously, you're a free agent. Uh, you get an opportunity to look around and you end up in New Orleans. What made the Saints the attractive destination for you? Uh, it was just the right fit for me. You know, uh, all things fit well. You know, I get a chance to play with, you know, one of my good buddies in Kenyon Lewis, you know, whom I went to college with. You know, I'm uh, familiar with Kenny McCall. I mean, a lot of those guys, you know, in, intrigue me, you know, and their um, skill set, you know, and I like to go, you know, be a part of that and help those guys, you know, uh, you know, hopefully uh, fight for a, a, a big one, you know, the Super Bowl maybe, you know, if, if, if all things, you know, pan out right. You mentioned playing alongside Keenan. We've got another Oregon State guy here, Brandon Cooks. Are, are the Saints kind of cornering the market on you guys? What's going on there? Oh, man, it seems that way, doesn't it? Uh, that's another guy I'm uh, interested in uh, getting to work with. You know, young guy who, you know, came out of my school. I watched him, uh, you know, grow and uh, became the uh, first round pick he is today. Now, Brandon, you know, we we know a lot of NFL teams have kind of turned to uh, bigger cornerbacks, but you are a guy who uh, who is in, in a category by yourself, six four and two twenty. We see you listed. I mean, how how is it? for a guy your size to be able to play cornerback, how difficult is it? And is it something that you've always been able to do pretty well? Or is it something that you had to really put in a lot of time and effort to learn how to do well? Well, it's all I've known for the last, you know, um, 10 plus years, you know, uh, I played uh, defense and offense in high school and got moved to uh, cornerback at Oregon state, you know, and uh, they found fit for me there. You know, I ultimately thought I was going to play wide out there, but they made the change. You know, it, it worked out best for me. 
you know, this team has kind of sort of been looking for a corner opposite your guy, Keenan, uh, since Jabari Greer was injured. Um, how excited are you to be that guy to kind of fill in and, and hopefully be a, a huge part of the missing puzzle defensively here? Uh, very excited. Again, like, you know, Keenan's one of the reasons I'm signing here, you know, uh, getting a, a great opportunity to play for a great organization, you know, um, great quarterback like Drew Brees. You know, we've got uh, players around, you know, in this organization that I'd like to be a part of. You know, we've heard fantastic things about your leadership skills, uh, Brandon. You know, just talk about some of that. And also, are you going to be a guy who, you know, is sort of a mentor to the last year's second-round pick, Stanley Jean-Baptiste? He's a tall corner also who's kind of learning his way. Are you a guy who, who you know, is hands-on in that approach also? And how much is, is that leadership, you know, quality are you going to be able to exhibit on a new team? Um, Most definitely. You know, you just try to be yourself, you know, uh, I'll be a 10th-year guy for especially, you know, uh, four in uh, Canada, six here in the league. So I kind of know how to carry myself and you know, know some of the things that the coaches want out of young guys, you know. And uh, like it's cliche to say, well, you know, you lead by example. You know, um, showing about how hard I work, you know, how dedicated I am to the game, you know, how much it means to me to win a football, you know, win. So, you know, um, most young guys gravitate to that. So it'll be fun. You know, do you feel like you walk in with instant credibility? Because, I mean, you walk in with two Super Bowl rings. Now, this team did win a Super Bowl after the 2009 season, but, you know, we're three, four, five years removed from that, and you're a guy who immediately walks in with those rings on your fingers. Uh, no, not at all. Just for the simple fact, you know, I, I like the uh, intriguement of going to a new team and having to prove yourself all over again. You know, I like that. You know, um, I still, you know, got to prove myself with these guys. So I look forward to it. You're going to come in uh, with a with a former teammate, Max Unger. Could you tell us a little bit about him? You played with him in Seattle. Um, you know, multiple time uh, pro bowler. You know, um, we went at it a little bit. You know, I can't wait to get back out there. You know, with Max, he's a tough guy. You know, he, he was on the offensive side of the ball, so we went at it in practice from time to time. He's also a duck. So, you know, I, I look forward to playing with Max. He, he's a 100 for football players. Now, what do you know about New Orleans, Brandon? Have you been here much? I mean, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to be uh, certainly a huge change weather-wise from, from what you might have been accustomed to the last couple of seasons in Seattle and New England. Uh, I went to Mardi Gras one time. Uh, I look forward to it. You know, uh, before New England, I ever played was on the West Coast. You know, I went to Oregon, uh, played in Washington. You know, it was picked up in Denver, so I've always been accustomed to the West Coast. You know, uh, so I look forward to going down to the South. That'll be my first time uh, living in plant in the South. Uh, you came here from – when did you come here from Mardi Gras and, and survive to tell about it? Uh, two years ago, the year the uh, Super Bowl was there. Oh, was that pretty much a wild experience? Uh, it was a good time. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll leave that PG-13 rated. We'll, we won't talk about that a whole lot. <laughs> uh, how, uh, how excited are you, I guess, uh, about going against, at least in practice, in those situations, against a guy like Drew Brees who has kind of made his bones, you know, throwing the football and has been, you know, one of the cerebral quarterbacks in the league for, for quite some time now? I look forward to it. You know, a guy like that, you know, make me a better football player. You know, um, it'll be fun, you know, uh, watch greatness, you know, at the same time help, you know, him get ultimately what he wanted, and what I want out of this thing, you know, and that's what a football game So It'll be fun. You know, when you saw the Saints, uh, you played against them, 
you know, before when you saw this team or when you've seen this team, has it been, you know, intriguing to you to kind of look at them and say, you know, I wonder what would happen if or, you know, was it a situation where, you know, you just don't let yourself think that far into the future? Uh, you don't think that uh, that far in the future, I say. You know, um, live for uh, every moment of it. Enjoy every moment of this, you know. And um, I look forward to working with these guys and, you know, giving it, giving it my all. You know, Brandon. Okay, six four. You never did. You play hoops? Did you did you did you shoot hoops in in high school, or do you still play basketball? Or uh, I mess around. I fool around the hoop court from time to time. I I never play organized ball, but you know I play every day. You know I wouldn't play with my buddies at the gym. You know, but uh, never play organized. Okay, because I mean, having been here and visited the Saints, I know you noticed that facility across the parking lot, huh? Yeah, I was wondering if they let us get in there and shoot around. <laughs> well, I don't know if they will or not, but uh, you know we've got a pretty good player over there, Anthony Davis. Have you have you seen a lot of AD? Uh, I don't really start watching basketball until playoffs, but I've been checking the youngster out. Though you know, I, it's not hard to see you know what he's doing in the league. You know. Okay. All right. Well, Brandon, we appreciate you joining us, man. Um, again, you know, we're we're looking forward to having you here with the Saints. Um, we won't we won't size up everybody for rings just yet, but we do know you won um, rings in back to back years, and so we know that you bring a certain skill set to the Saints. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you here in New Orleans. I look forward to seeing you all and uh, playing in New Orleans. All right. We appreciate it, Brandon Brown, for joining us here on the Black and Blue Report, and we'll be back in a moment. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, running backs certainly have been on the minds of Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. Earlier in this period, we saw that Mark Ingram had earned himself a new contract as a free agent with the New Orleans Saints. He is certainly a part of the mix after a great season last year. And now, most recently, they've acquired marquee running back C.J. Spiller from the Buffalo Bills. Spiller comes to New Orleans and perhaps can be a third down back, perhaps can fill some sort of a role that maybe once Darren Sproles or even Reggie Bush did for the New Orleans Saints. He's very excited about being in New Orleans. As a matter of fact, C.J. Spiller was also at the Pelicans-Nuggets game Sunday at the Smoothie King Center. Over the weekend, John DeShazer caught up with C.J. Spiller, and we now share that visit with you as he's one of the newest in black and gold. Just talk about what went into your free agent decision. Obviously, you have options on free agency, and you end up with the Saints. Oh, well, I made it all alone that you know, I wanted to attend. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere where I was wanted. 
Now, being with the Saints, uh, did you guys uh, talk over your role or anything? I mean, obviously, uh, people compare you to, you know, perhaps playing the Darren Sproles role in this kind of offense. Has that been discussed already? No, I wasn't too much too specific. Uh, obviously, that's what people are going to say. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't very fortunate enough to be able to play You know, the Saints have been kind of a, a running back heavy team in terms of usage, uh, a pretty a pretty large rotation. Did that give you any trepidation or did you feel like, you know, that was a plus that they do use several running backs? Well, I was, uh, had a close eye on the Saints on the way, how they use the, uh, you know, they run back top of the state. Being friends with Mike Davis, uh, he's a good guy. And, you know, following them guys' careers, uh, to watch how they was used in different situations while they was uh, with the Saints. So, yeah, that was always intriguing. Anytime you can get the ball in different ways to try to help your team win and try to help your offense succeed uh, on Sundays, it's always exciting. So, that was, uh, you know, a very uh, vital part in the whole process. Now, now, obviously, the Saints have lost a couple of weapons uh, via trade and that kind of thing. Did that also kind of make you feel like, okay, I'll have some opportunities there because, you know, there's a lot of production in that offense, and, and Drew Brees spreads the ball around pretty well. Uh, not at all. You know, that, that didn't go into you know, my consideration at all. You know, I was, I was going to do what was best for me. Uh, and like I said, I was going to go somewhere where I felt like I was wanted at. And uh, obviously the Saints uh, fulfilled everything. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time right now. You know, you uh, not to knock Buffalo, I guess specifically, but you haven't been in an offense this high powered. Um, how attractive was it to to be a part of an offense that's been, you know, number one in the league and number two in the league and the, and the, and that kind of high number since two thousand and six? I mean, it's very exciting. Anytime you can be, excuse me, anytime you can be at the top of the league at the offense, it's always good because I mean, you're putting up a lot of points, you're putting up a lot of yards. Putting up, uh, I mean, you've been successful. You give your, you give your team a chance to win ball games on Sunday. So, I mean, that was that was very intriguing to see the numbers uh, that they put up uh, since 2006. And uh, you know, I just, I'm just glad to be a part of it and, and try to help continue to uh, 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 be a successful uh, offense. You know, was it difficult for you to leave Buffalo? I mean, you'd been there, you'd had some success. Was it difficult to leave? Um. Uh, I mean, it's not always difficult. Anytime you're comfortable in one area, you know, for your, you know, your career, uh, it's always difficult. But at the same time, I put all the emotions out of it. I took all the emotions out of it. And, uh, yeah, you got to make a business decision, and both sides had to do that. You know, they had to make a decision. And uh, once they did that, you know, I, I made my decision. So, 
You know, as you see some of the moves the Saints are making, do you get the feeling that, you know, it's kind of a reboot and this team is ready to take off again? Or, you know, they were 7-9 last year and not quite what they wanted to be, but do you feel like, you know, this offseason with the changes they made, they're kind of ready to reboot and take off again? I mean, it would really be hard for me to comment on that, you know, because I wasn't a was, you know, part of the team in previous years. Uh, so, you know, it's always tough decisions that have to be made in this business and, well, those, were, those are great players uh, that, that obviously the organization had to let go. Uh, but, you know, they always want to, you know, um, try to do what's best for the organization and to do it for now and for later. So I, I, wanna say, I don't want to say it's a reboot because that almost like sounds like it's rebuilding uh, because this offense, uh, uh, Coach Payton does a great job of uh, making sure that it's, it's going to be a you know, well-oiled machine. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to the challenge uh, of learning it. Uh, CJ, had you had you visited New Orleans much or did you know much about the city or, or do you know much about the city? Uh don't know much about the city. The only time I visited was two years ago, uh, when I was uh, with Buffalo and came up and played. Uh, obviously I know it get very loud in the dome. I didn't play in that game, but it get very loud in the dome. Uh, the obviously uh, you know, the heartfelt of what happened with Katrina, you know, definitely watched the city then so um, but don't know much about it. Uh, heard it is great food there, uh, great great people, and just looking forward to to getting to know uh, the city and the community. Uh, I'm, I'm huge and you know just trying to be involved and you know just putting smiles on, on kids' faces. So I'm, I'm excited about this new chapter that I'm about to uh, encounter. You know, when you mentioned putting smiles on kids' faces, are you one of those guys who's heavily involved in the community aspect of it also? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I love to do. Uh, I love going to visit at Children's Hospital. So, you know, right now I'm not familiar with the, you know, the layout. I'm pretty sure they have a Children's Hospital there. Uh, that's, that's one thing that's very good to my heart because it puts so much things, puts so many things in perspective uh, outside of football. So, you know, uh, anything we can do to try to help, you know, bring that community, you know, closer to the team is always important. So anything I can do to try to help do that, you know, uh, I'll be willing. Okay. All right. All right, CJ. Well, hey, man, we, we appreciate your time. Again, welcome to New Orleans, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you on Sundays and in the locker room and uh, and talking to you soon. Uh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it as well. There's no doubt Spiller is healthy and ready to go for the Saints. We look forward to seeing him soon enough with a floor to lee now on the side of his helmet. We'll take our last break in just a moment, wrap up this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report for you right after this. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. 
Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, we'll continue to introduce to you some of the newest Saints, namely Max Unger is our guest tomorrow on the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans. Speaking of the Pelicans, Jim Eichenhofer drops by to have his usual Tuesday visit with us, tell us all about what's going on at pelicans.com, and also he'll be a part of our preview tomorrow for Pelicans and Bucks at the Smoothie King Center. It'll be just as busy tomorrow as it was today. Thanks again for joining us. As always here on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans is available each weekday, afternoon central on pelicans.com, neworleansaints.com, free on iTunes, and of course readily available on your mobile app for both the Pelicans and the Saints. We'll see you tomorrow right here from our studios. Uh, Actually, we'll be at our Smoothie King Center studios tomorrow as we preview tomorrow night's game, the final one of this homestand. We hope that you have a great rest of your Monday. I'm Sean Kelly. For all involved today, our guests, of course, Anthony Davis, Monty Williams, C.J. Spiller, Brandon Browner, and John DeShazer, too. We say so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.